Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in. Stoppage time live on a Wednesday. First time in a minute. The schedule has been a little chaotic as of late and games have been a little chaotic as of late and they're going to get more chaotic with Philadelphia coming to town on Sunday. The Red Bulls last week, Philadelphia this week. Similar styles, they thrive on chaos, they make the game disjointed and the Red Bulls, thanks to a goal off of a throw-in, we're able to do that on Sunday. So we'll talk about that one. We'll look ahead to Philadelphia. Anything else on your mind as well? There's Gold Cup happening right now. The Women's World Cup is right around the corner. There's all kinds of things going on. The silly season is starting to bubble up as well. So whatever is on your mind, we will get into it while we've got you this afternoon. What's up, Mike? What's up? Uh, shout out to your new settings. You sound even clearer and more crystal wow. than usual. So I have whatever. no idea exactly what I did to make that happen, but I'll take it. No, it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, we haven't done stoppage time since we were out in L.A., I think. Uh, yeah. And that was three weeks ago. Uh, I was stuck in Colorado last Wednesday for my sister's wedding. Uh, you and Jared did a great job on, and Nick Firmino, all did a great job on, <laughs> on the New York City match. And, uh, we, we took the 
the the 14th off because of international break. So a lot has actually happened really over the last three weeks. I mean, the last time we were on, um, Messi had just become a done deal. Uh, and it's still not even actually well, a done true. deal, <laughs> but it is. Yeah. I mean, we it, know. It, it is, but it isn't, but it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Busquets thing had not happened. Yeah. Uh, Nations League final had not yet happened, let alone Gold Cup. So yeah. it, a lot has happened. Let me start with one just little note. I did see a report that Miles Robinson is going to be available for selection tomorrow. Yeah, he returned to training on Monday. I th- Yeah, it was Monday's session when they got to St. Louis, right. I think, was his first back. So that's excellent news yeah. uh, because I, I was a little worried that hamstrings can be tricky and, you know, the last thing you want is for Miles to miss the Gold Cup and then come back and be nursing a hamstring going into League's Cup. Sounds like it's not that serious. So yeah. that's good. I think, obviously, against St. Kitts and Nevis, feeling really, really good about tomorrow for the U.S. Men's National Tonight. Tonight, excuse me. Tonight. Late night tonight, tonight, but tonight. Late night tonight. Feel really, really good about them tonight. Uh, you know, and then we'll see where it kind of goes from there. You know, one other thing that I'd love to just sneak in after we talk about Atlanta United and silly season and everything else going on around the league, we can talk about Bob Bradley if you want as well. Uh, I do want to sneak in a little discussion about Club World Cup. And, you know, that seems to be taking the place now of Confederations Cup, which was used as a, used to be used as a test event for a World Cup. Now, I kind of wonder if Atlanta gets into the mix for the Club World Cup, if Atlanta is going to be in that final group of cities hosting matches in 26, do they get a shout maybe at Club World Cup in 25? If so, how do you work out the the surface and everything? I mean, if you're only going to play a, a small number of matches, that's that's less challenging than having grass in there for a month. But I just hope that, you know, we're all kind of aware right now that we could be looking at Club World Cup in Atlanta in 25, World Cup in 26, potentially getting in a Women's World Cup hosting mix in 27. Um, and then you know, they wouldn't be in it in the Olympics for 28. That's all going to be out on the West Coast. But you can have three straight summers of some really high-profile international matches. Four if you get Copa America. That's true as well. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And Yeah. We haven't it's, really heard yet on that. We'll we'll get into we'll get into this at the end of the show, but yeah, there there's some interesting challenges that come up with all of it and just everything that's about to happen. And I mean, let alone this summer with the landing of Lionel Messi on our shores and his friends and however many people are gonna be in that squad, and it sounds like Tata Martino is gonna be in charge, so the hype is only going to continue to grow between now and we getting through the 26 World Cup and the, hopefully the 27 Women's World Cup. But this summer right now, we talk Atlanta United. I said this on, on Monday night's Atlanta Soccer Tonight, and, and the more that I've looked at the table and, and just trying to get a feel for where you are, you know, everybody's about 19 or 20 games into the season. Mm-hmm. The the standings don't lie, really, at this point. There can be a little bit of fluctuation in terms of ah, a couple of, you know, couple of injuries, a couple of, of bad luck results. Things can go a little bit, but the more that I look at it, it, it feels like Atlanta United, because of what they've had to deal with defensively, which is conceding too many goals, it feels like they are where they should be. I I think in terms of talent, they should be higher. But the way they've played, 
they're better than the teams behind them, and, and I think it's significant. And they're not as good because of the defense as the teams ahead of them. And to get higher in the table, they've got to concede fewer goals. You cannot ask this attack, which is already among the league leaders, you can't ask them to score another goal a game to get wins. Like, it's too much. You've got to concede fewer goals and, in my opinion, fewer bad goals. You're going to give up goals in transition from time to time. You really haven't given up very many when you've been set defensively. It's the goals like the first one in Red Bull Arena. You can't concede those goals on a regular basis, and Atlanta has too often, and that's why they are what they where they are in the table. Yeah, I agree, and I, I think the frustrating thing about it is, as you said Saturday night, this is something that Atlanta United has been stressing and working yeah. on. It, it is not... Uh, a product of neglect. No. Uh, they are very, very well aware of these moments where they're not set on a throw-in or a restart or a free kick or whatever, and they're getting torched for goals. They're aware of it. It's something they have worked on, and unfortunately, it just hasn't been enough. And I, I don't know what more you really can do without it crossing into the realm of being goofy. You know, you, you brought up the example of the movie The Program where, uh, you know, someone had trouble fumbling, so he was ordered to walk around carrying a football for, uh, you know, a week in his classes and, and everything like that. Like it, It's like you said on Saturday, you, you can't do freeze drills at the training facility and walk into the cafeteria and yell throw in and everyone drops their trays and they get into defensive (laughs) position. Like that's just not something you can do right now. Um, But I, I I do wonder like if there is, if there is some kind of hidden explanation for it, or if it's, it's just something that we haven't considered. If it's a communication issue, if it's a, uh, I don't even know if it could be that, to be honest with you. I think it's just, it's just happening, and and I don't understand it. And it, as you said, it cannot be happening because, unfortunately, right now you're you're in a spot where you're asking a lot to score three goals in a match to win. I mean that that's asking a lot. And if you look at um, the last three matches you've played, you've needed at least three goals to win or get a result can't happen no and and that that's not sustainable that cannot happen and you look at the next four matches you have before international break you're probably gonna need to score two plus goals to get a result in all four of them uh you have no margin for error right now and whatever Whatever is kind of broken with the mentality right now where these things are happening repeatedly, it's got to get fixed right away. And, and I don't know if, if there's an easy solution for it. It's just down to execution. I mean, honestly, defending a throw-in shouldn't be difficult. Defending a non-dangerous restart. And I'm talking like the, the goal that New England scored at the end to get the 3-3 draw where it starts with a free kick in the middle third. It's just taken quickly and advanced. Those kinds of things. And there's a lot of goals when you go back through 
there's a lot of goals to look at. But when you yeah. go back through the goals that this team has conceded, there's a lot of goals like that. And they can't continue to do that. And you can't do it against teams like Red Bulls and Philadelphia that are not interested in carrying the play with the ball. It's all about being on the defensive side. You give them a head start with a goal, it just makes them stronger. It just gives them even more comfort, even more of an advantage because they're so good defensively and they're so good in transition. When you give them the lead, and, and it's a gift of a lead in Red, at Red Bull Arena, before the goal on that throw-in, before that goal, it's a toss-up game. You know, you have a good chance with Caleb Wiley. Red Bulls are, are disruptive. You're playing through it okay. It's a toss-up game at that point because that's how games with the Red Bulls are. When it's level, it's a toss-up. You can't give them an advantage, and you did. Philadelphia is a better version of the Red Bulls. They, they can play a little bit. They do have more talent. They are more dangerous with the ball at their feet. You've got center backs like Glesnes and Elliott who can pick out a pass, who are a little more technical, who offer more than just winning aerial duels. You've got Jose Martinez, who switches the point of attack really well. You can get into you know, the shenanigans and the physical play and hard fouling. All that's part of his game, but he's fine on the ball. He can hit those big switches and open the game up. And you've got a front three that is extremely fluid with Uwa, with Carranza, and with Gazdag, who have 23 goals between the three of them. They score a ton of goals in transition moments, but they score a lot of goals, period. One, because their press is so good and they create those transition moments. Two, because once they get an advantage, and this is the difference that I think we see generally against the Red Bulls. Look, the last two goals are deflections in the last 10 minutes when you've been chasing the game the whole way. I don't care. I don't like it for goal differential. I don't care it doesn't tell you anything about the team and if you're trying to craft a story about that I feel like you're you're working too hard to do that the second goal happens because you're starting to try to open up and get back into the game timing was bad you should have just taken it to the locker room at that point after a couple of close calls you don't do it what Philadelphia does that Red Bulls didn't do is they don't just get the lead and then sit and do the pressing and sit and be conservative. No, when they get the lead, they go for the jugular and they get even more intense with their pressure and they commit even more numbers forward because they expect that you're wobbly. It's like a boxer who lands a big blow. They land that big hook. They're not just going to settle for you being rattled. They're going to try to end it. And that's what Philadelphia does so well. You can't give them the first goal and it's, the games are not as simple as who scores first. Obviously, we've seen Atlanta come back quite a bit this year. Right. But the first goal is a massive advantage every single time out. It's even bigger against teams that don't play with the ball. And right. that's Red Bulls, and that's Philadelphia this week. Yeah, Philadelphia, who had 31% of the ball against Miami but still beat them 3-1. Well, I mean, look, they, Philadelphia, when they have the ball – the five games that they have had more possession, their most possession, the five times, and I can't take credit for this. This was Danny Higginbotham who I chatted with earlier today. The five games they've had their highest possession totals this season, one, two, and two. The yeah. five games they've had their lowest possession totals, five and oh. Yeah. Well, we even talked about that going into the match last September 
when Atlanta United was, and by the way, Atlanta United probably played the best they had played all yeah. year last year in that scoreless draw against Philadelphia. But we even said going into that match, and, and I'm trying to remember the context of why we felt this way. I can't remember if it was because someone was out or you were going into an international break and someone was going to be out. Or, you or had the midweek that, game. It was one of those that was weeks. Had, yeah, the midweek game in Orlando. Yeah, you That's won right. in Orlando. Yeah. You'd won the game before. You were on a, right. a two-game winning streak, and everybody and, and, was as healthy as you could be at that stage. But we had talked about coming off of that game in Orlando, which I think may have even been on a Tuesday. It was weird. Like, you had a rain delay. Uh, you, you played 100 minutes in Orlando, and I remember talking to you after the game, and we both thought, hey, if there's ever a time where maybe you're going to go against your profile and just let Philadelphia have the ball and make them uncomfortable, this might be a time to do it. Now, I don't think that strategy is in play this weekend necessarily no, because I don't I think don't. Gonzalo Pineda is going to want to get away from what he wants this team to do. You're not but, built to play that way on a regular basis. You're, you just don't have the types of players to play that way on a regular basis. You don't want to get into an aerial duel battle back and forth and just play indirect. You do want to pick your moments to be more vertical, though. And that's the key, is you want to create a little bit of space to do that. I think, And I think we saw that last year against Philadelphia. You know, it's not... I think it's easy when we, we talk about these games and we try to break down how a team should play. It's not all or nothing ever. It's not, okay, if you're a possession-based team, you never pass the ball more than 10 yards forward. No, that's not how it works. And if you're a team like Philadelphia or the Red Bulls who don't want possession necessarily, it's not that they don't ever try to complete three passes in a row. Nothing is all or nothing. You pick your spots here. And Atlanta's got to look for those opportunities. And I think the way that they look for them in this one is when the fullbacks get high for Philly, when they get Kai Wagner, when they get Olivier Baiso, or if they switch things around on the right side, whenever they get them forward and you win the ball back, if you've got a runner in behind or you can get a runner in behind, play the ball into that space. For one of two reasons. Either, one, you, you connect the pass and you're able to go quickly to goal. Or, you play it into that space, center back has to shift over to, to win it. They're out of shape then. Then you can press them. And that's not what they want to deal with. That's not how they're built. You have to play to the way that you build your team. And, you know, this isn't... I don't think it's a difficult concept when we get into... Really, American football is probably the best example of this. Like when you play a team that does something very different than most of your opponents. Luckily, there's a few opponents who play this way now, but when the Red Bulls first did it, they were really the first ones. Philadelphia has embraced it. St. Louis has embraced it. Cincinnati has embraced it. Other teams use elements of it. When you play that different style, that different team with a different style, you can't chuck everything that you've done all season long out the window and just flip a switch and be a different team. It doesn't mean your players change their skill set. It doesn't mean your game model completely flips and you can just you know, plug and play like they're robots or something, like you're downloading a new game plan into them. That's not how it works. So you have to know what can work, but 
have it fit into the context of your team. And I think for Atlanta, looking for those opportunities to play direct down the sides into the corners because you have strength in those positions with your fullbacks going. Philly can get exposed there because everybody else is in, in the four four two diamond. Everybody else is central. And even if it doesn't work, it can still lead to success with winning the second ball, winning a turnover with your press. That's where you can get a little bit away from type. It's play direct to the corners, not down the middle. Because when you're going against Jack Elliott, who's you know like seven foot seven, it seems like, and Jacob <laughs> Glesnes, who is also very tall and very good in the air, you're not going to win many of those first balls, and you're probably not going to win the second ball either, where they're right. going to potentially overload you in the midfield 4v3. Right. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Do I get to the Twitch pitch a little bit here? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Matt Wagner wants to know what is on both yours and mine uh, wish list for the summer transfer window. I mean, it's it's honestly like I can throw names at you and throw positions at you, but the 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 market is so big that I mean, I can just say things to fill the spot. I'm not giving you anything there. I'm not. It's no service to do that. I, I think when you look at a designated player option that is available now because you have a spot that is a different conversation you're probably not going to spend that on every position on the field you're going to look at how that player can maximize their value to the club and in my opinion you're looking at a player who is versatile in the attacking third I'd like to get somebody who can play on the wing because right now you've got to get more production from your wingers. Um, but when you start to project out if Tiago Almada goes, if he goes late in the window after your incoming window is closed, which could absolutely happen because the MLS incoming window closes in early August, the outgoing window for the major European leagues and, and a lot of other leagues in Europe is at the end of August – your window to bring somebody in to replace him could be closed when you sell him. 
can absolutely see that scenario. So you'd like to get somebody who is versatile enough to be able to play wide. And look, our with the especially on the right side, with Brooks Lennon and his abilities, you're not looking for an old school David Beckham style winger who's going to be stretching the field and whipping in crosses all day. You have a fullback who does that and gets forward and is one of the best in the league at doing it. So you don't want to take that away. So you're looking for a winger who tucks inside into that pocket and can be dangerous playing maybe next to Yakamakis at times, playing a little more in a support role at times. That kind of positioning and skill set can also translate with somebody with the experience who could move inside and be that 10, interpret it differently than an Almada, but could slide in there if you need to do that. So Mm -hmm. from a personality and style type, that's where my head is. Somebody who can fill maybe a couple of different roles and they might need to depending on what could happen with Tiago Almada. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agree with you on a winger for sure. Um, again, I, I know I've said it a couple times. They keep waiting for Eric Lopez to come back. He's back. Say, he's training. He's back. Uh, he's been, he's I, been training for a few days. I will say a healthy, contributing Eric Lopez or a backup striker because um, I still think that's an unaddressed. Even with Miguel Berry, I, you're, you still need a third. Uh, and someone who can push Barry for the number two role, um, in my opinion. So hopefully yeah. that's Eric Lopez. But if not, um, you know that's that that would be an area where I would want to look. I, I think your Lopez looked good in training today. By good. the way, good. I, I think you're otherwise good with your fullbacks. I think you're yeah. good with your center. I mean, in fact, you're so good. You're still struggling to get Ronald Hernandez on, which is something I'd, I'd like to see them try to do more of. Played 90 for the twos on Sunday. Looked good. Good. Yeah. I'd love to see him more with the first team. I feel like he's a difference maker. Can be. be. Obviously good with your center backs. Um, Yeah. I I know people are screaming midfield, midfield, midfield. I'm good. I'm really – I'm good right now with where you are in the midfield. Uh, If you were to depart – uh, if you were to part with a player or send a player away or something like that, then uh, then I think we have another discussion. But I, I I guess I just rate this midfield a lot higher than than some of our fans. I don't uh, think you're going to spend a designated player on an eight. I'm sorry, I no. don't think it makes sense to do that. I I, I know that's a, a trend that that a lot of people are yelling about. I don't think that is a good use of spend. I think if you're looking at a central midfield type that you're going to spend designated player money on, you're looking at a 10 first. And second, you're looking at a six. And I don't think you're looking at a six. I I think Franco Ibarra can potentially be that six as he gets more comfortable on the ball playing solo in that role. I think he's given you all the defensive side of the role that you've wanted this season. He's better on the ball than he gets credit for, and you're not asking him to to run eight, eight, nine miles in a game. That's not what you want that position to do. You want to be ball dominant. You want him to win the ball back in moments, and I think he's done that. I don't think you're looking for a central midfield designated player unless the Almada deal happens soon enough and you're looking for that replacement, which is a 10, not an 8. Can you settle a question on the Twitch pitch about the status of Edwin Mascara? 
He is right now not available to you because he was loaned to Defensa e Justicia. I know that was canceled. That loan was. But because it's an international move, you can't add him back to your roster until the window opens up. You don't have to immediately add him back to your roster, but you can't do that until then. So he can't play Sunday, for example. The question is twofold. And I know people have, have simplified it to say, like, well, it's U22s and you can only have a certain number. Well, yes, in that role, but can you fit one of your U22 players who would qualify in the U22 initiative, which you can have three, can you fit one of them just under your cap as a normal player? And I don't know that because we can't break down the cap like we can in other sports. We can sit here and talk about the Hawks cap and get really detailed and they can do X, Y, Z. And this is where it gets so hard at times when we, when we do this uh, from a couple of different a- angles. Like the Hawks with the, the John Collins trade, okay? You can start to drill down, and they have options, but you can start to drill down four, five, six players that would fit as a replacement. You can start to drill down. They can do X, Y, Z with the cap and what space they have and where people can fit. I can't do that when it comes to MLS, I can't tell you that they can add Mosquera back or as a U22 initiative player and move somebody else into a non-U22 initiative player or they're just a player because you can have players that are under the age of 22 on your roster that are not in the U22 initiative. So I don't know if they have the cap space to do that. I can't answer the question, but you can't add him back until the window opens. And talk about wingers well he's a winger so you know he could potentially factor into that or he could go out on loan or one of your other u22 players could go out on loan if you can't make the roster rule and the salary cap part link up because it's twofold when it comes to that this the roster rule part with the u22 initiative you can only fit three guys into that Whoever is the odd one out of the, I think there's four that could qualify, whoever the odd one out is, can you fit them in your salary cap period with any other buy-down of allocation money or whatever? And I literally can't answer the question. I, I just don't know. There's no way to know with MLS's rules. Tom wants to know then, do you know if it's even possible to sign for Mino? Uh, that one's a little bit easier now there's one element to it that I think this would be a first in a player who was previously a homegrown and then left the league. His deal was not renewed in New England. He signed with Union Omaha and USL League One, then came here. Homegrown rights can move with a player. Uh, Brandon Cambridge is, is an example very recently from Charlotte, who his homegrown rights were traded with him. Then he was signed as a homegrown. Charlotte didn't develop him. Vancouver did. Vancouver got, a, got I think, allocation money in a trade. This one's different, though, because he left the league and now would be coming back to the league. I don't think you can get him in any kind of a homegrown designation. It's MLS. Anything can happen. We've seen guys who shouldn't have been listed as homegrowns like Caden Clark who Minnesota should have had absolutely zero claim on because Minnesota's academy is paper clips and duct tape and whatever else they throw together and call it. 
Um, but they were able to get a trade from the Red Bulls because they somehow were able to claim his rights. So can you get him as a homegrown? That's even better. Can you sign him as a supplemental roster player? Yes. And I believe you have the spot, and I would believe you would have whatever cap space, whatever you would need, supplemental spots, as long as he qualifies based off whatever you would pay him. There would be a limit in terms of the salary. Uh yeah, I think you could sign him, and I think he would fit. If you can somehow argue and get him as a designated player since he was a former, or sorry, a homegrown, since he was a former one, that'd be amazing. But that would be asking a lot. Abby says Firmino's listed as a homegrown on the roster. Don't believe anything when it comes to MLS <laughs> rosters on their website. Um, don't ever believe it. Like, is it possible? Sure, but they've had so they've had things so incredibly wrong on their website before when it comes to rosters. Don't believe it until a club announces it. Yeah, that's number one. Um, just uh, circling back to our wish list. Uh, look, a lot of people I respect here in the Twitch pitch unanimously disagreeing with our evaluation of the midfield right now. Talking about could we, it, meaning Atlanta United, at least get a TAM level eight? That's um, a different conversation. Yeah. Like, could you? Yes, but you would then be putting. Tam, and, and again, could you, in a hypothetical, sure, and Tam level eight is fine, but I don't know how much Tam you have to spend. Tam is a discretionary amount that I don't know how much they have if they have any to spend. I, I think we have to assume, based on what Garth has been talking about and, and Garth mentioning it might take a couple windows to get this to where he wants it to be, I think we have to assume not much TAM, if at all. I would assume that if you wanted to do that, you would have to have a corresponding outgoing move to make everything fit. That would be my guess. And yes, if you can upgrade, that's great. But you, I don't think you can purely upgrade without the outgoing portion. And sometimes that's a hard balancing act to do. I think that at times the conversation about what the expectation of an eight is, is not correct. I don't think you're looking for an eight to score 10 goals or have 10 assists in this team the way it's constructed. You're looking for an eight to not give the ball away. You're looking for an eight to support defensively. You're looking for an eight to do a lot of the things that Darlington Nagby did for this team as an eight, for example. Mateus Osechu's done a lot of that. The difference and I said it before the season I needed him to get to six goals plus assists goal contributions he hasn't done that in his career yet he's got two and he hasn't played regularly this season because he had an injury and Marsadich beat him out for the spot Jay Fortune has been really mm -hmm. good as of late I think Hosechu actually these last couple of games off the bench and, and as a starter has been very good he passed it over 90 percent against the Red Bulls against their press I don't know why the conversation about Hosechu is so shockingly negative when you look at what he does compared to what others have done. Can you be better than that? Of course, because I mean, if you can go sign a Champions League level eight, then we're having a different conversation. But in a cap league, you can't do that at every position. And you have to pick and choose what you need based off your game model. It's not somebody else's game model. It's the way that this team plays 
what position can you get by with a good, solid, hard worker, maybe not spectacular, but outperforms their cap hit? And what position do you have to hit home runs in? You got to hit home runs in forwards. You got to hit home runs in tens, in my opinion. I think you got to hit home runs in wingers. I think wingers are very, very important in the way that this team plays. Fullback, you're in a really good spot. You don't even need to think about it. Center back, I think you're in a good spot. You don't need to think about it right now. The question is Noah Cobb and his long-term development. Is he ready to start eating up some of these minutes? I think he's right there. And I think it's almost getting to the point that it's worth the trade-off of, yes, you're going to have a mistake or two to get him into that mix because you might need him to start next season. Along those lines, were you at training today? Yeah. Was Auburn training? Or Brom, excuse me. Abram. Yeah, he was he was cramping yeah. up um, on okay. Saturday. So, that was no the issue. It wasn't an injury, and, right? Okay, that's good. That's yeah. very good news. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, we we were we were even theorizing could Nelson Orgy maybe be in the mix for this weekend if if, yeah. uh, if don't need it and the twos are are on vacation for a week. They finally get good. their little mid season break. Well, that helps. We are over time. I just want to kind of put a bow on the discussion. Yeah. Great comments on the Twitch pitch, by the way. Thank you for for all of it. And, uh, you know, it certainly respect everyone's opinion. Uh, and look, I, I think I would be nuts if I said, yeah, Atlanta United's midfield has performed, uh, you know, just outstanding this year. And there's, there's, you know, absolutely nothing to tweak there. That's not what I'm saying at all. I, 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 I just, I think I rate Hosatu a little bit better than, than many others. And, I'll go to my grave on that one. I guess. Look, I, I think I really the, like what I see. For, just it, I really like what I see from Ibarra. I really like what I see in the ceiling of Fortune. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see Fortune get more games. I think Sadich has performed well when called upon. I think last Wednesday was a good example of that. Sosa has been battling injuries, but I think we see what he is capable of. Clearly, you have a superstar in Almada. I think you have a guy like Wolf who could play in the midfield if you needed him to. Uh, I just don't think it's as bleak as uh, as what has been projected out there. But I want to make clear: I certainly do respect everyone's opinion. On it. Look, two quick question, two quick comments. Um, it's okay to disagree. First off, and you're gonna you want to start talking about roster building, you can go talk to 20 executives in the league, and they're gonna disagree. So if we're disagreeing right. on it, that's completely fine. Um, right. Hopefully, you respect our opinions as well. And I'm not just throwing off hot takes at you. I'm trying to give you some some deeper dive into why I feel the way that I do. Two, you don't want to block Jay Fortune's development. And you have a guy who could be a long-term starter in this league at that position. And when you start thinking about acquisitions, you have to keep that in mind, just like you do when you talk about Caleb Wiley, just like you do when you think about Noah Cobb, and you start thinking about the long-term development of these young players. They got to play. They they don't develop if they don't play. Um, And the other one is... I honestly think that the talk about the midfield being the biggest issue with this team is incorrect. The biggest issue with this team is giving up bad goals. If you take the goals like the opener in Red Bull, if you take the goals like the last goal against New England, if you take the goals like the last goal in Toronto, if you take those out of the mix, we're having a very different conversation about this team. That's the number one issue and the most correctable issue. Agreed. Totally agree. Hopefully, you score the first goal against Philadelphia. 
Um, And when you have done that, it's turned out pretty well, even in the Jim Curtin pressing era. Go back to 2021. uh, You know, you had a 2-0 lead on Philadelphia at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and then you leak goals and you ended up with a draw. That's a match you absolutely should have won. Mm -hmm. Um, So getting that first goal is critical. You have not beaten Philadelphia since the 2019 playoffs, if you can believe that. Um, you've had some draws, but you haven't beaten them since then. And, um, you know, you have certainly not beaten them. In fact, you, I don't even think you've gotten a result against them when you've given up the first goal. So very, very critical. Uh, we'll be on the air 3.30 Sunday. Remember, it's Sunday. 3.30 for the Five Stripes Countdown kickoff, 425 at the Benz. No midweek match next week, I don't think. So, uh, nope. yeah. So we should be good for uh, stoppage time again next Wednesday, 2 p.m. as we look ahead to Montreal, one of our favorite road trips of the year. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.